Hey, you're tuned into three questions and a song featuring, you guessed it, three questions and a song from the guest that I'm speaking with. Um, this is episode number eight. Uh, my name is Bill from the Pennsylvania Rock Show. Um, you can find both of those podcasts at buildthescene.com or podcastyourscene.com. With me this evening is Dave D. from, how, how do you say the, the name of the city you're in in Illinois? Elgin, Illinois. Elgin. That's what I thought, but I didn't want to say it wrong. <laughs> and uh, he is going to be the first folk punk uh, artist on Three Questions in a Song. So this is really, really simple. I'm going to ask you two questions, then we're going to talk about your song a little bit, and then we'll come back, and Aaron Hart from the band Love Stallion has a question for you, and then you'll get to ask a question for the next guest. Easy enough? Sounds great. Um, all right, so the first question I have for you after reading over your, your bio is um, you've played all over the world in various genres and styles of music, and I'm guessing that you have quite a few stories that you could tell. The type of story I want to hear from you tonight, though, is tell me about an embarrassing situation that you may have faced on stage at some point. Um, I've had quite a few of those. Uh the first one that comes to mind, I, at least I think it's pretty pretty fun uh, fun story to tell is I was in Germany on tour with this this band called Team Rocket. I was playing bass for them, and we were a three piece band, and we played a Wednesday night. It could have been a Thursday, but it was you know middle of the week show, and there was really no one there, and uh, we basically just paid, played for the staff, and I really don't like standing around on stage unless I have a microphone that I have to sing into. So I'm pretty rambunctious unless I have to be singing into a microphone. So I'm jumping around and I jumped off of a subwoofer and I hit my head onto a mounted PA speaker on the ceiling and I'm, I'm bleeding wow. <laughs> and, and I uh, didn't miss a beat. I played every song continued playing, pulled out the bandana in my back pocket and I uh, threw it on the ground and I'm wiping up the blood as it hits the floor and you know I, I feel i feel bad i'm not this isn't my home this isn't where i live you know i'm in somebody else's bar you know and um the bar owner runs up and he says what are you doing what are you doing i said well i'm clean you know I, i'm sorry you know and he's like no it's it's fine leave it nobody's ever bled on my stage before and <laughs> af after i got off stage we started talking and you know you come to find out that this this building that we're playing in is older than the United States. Uh, they, they, uh, they stored wine there for about 200 years. And then it was a bomb shelter during world war two. And it was just a really neat building. And for this guy to sit there and tell me that I'm the first person to bleed on his stage, I was kind of taken back by it. And then, he decided to line up a bunch of beers that I'd never heard of before and say, have you had this one? No. Have you had this one? No. And um, the people that actually were responsible, our management team that was actually responsible for booking the shows and things like that was actually like our drummer and our, our uh, driver who was from Germany. And I had become such good friends with this bar owner just because I was bleeding on his stage that they asked me if I could ask him for some road beers, <laughs> which, <laughs> Which he did come back with 13 liters of, so it was it was an wow. interesting night, especially since it was only play, you know you were only playing in front of like five people, 
And so that's always something that I remember because sometimes when you show up to play, it's not really about how many people are there. It's about how good of a time you can have. And I see people, artists all the time say it doesn't matter if it's one, a thousand or 10,000, you're still having a blast up there. You got to have the right mentality to do that, though, because I've seen people that their ego gets so hurt that there's not enough people there that they just don't perform very well. And I, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's just not the way that I think. You know, I, I, I play music for myself first. I love when other people enjoy it, but um, I, I, I found that that's the healthiest way to me, for me to be able to do what I do. Well, let's, let's find out a little bit about your um, influences with this next question. If you could go back in time and follow one band or artist for one year and learn from them, who would you follow and why? Um, well, there's three bands, actually four bands that are in my head, but one that sticks out the most would probably be against me. Um, before, uh, the Axl Rose album, but the Axl Rose album was great. But just the the how they got to that point is really interesting. And then what they've done ever since then is even more interesting. But you know, going from pretty much doing what I'm doing, where you're just playing by yourself, and then you kind of just start a scene. I mean, they kind of started a scene that's completely different than any other band at that time. So I think that they would be an interesting band to follow in these days. Um, not that they're that, I don't feel like they're the same band that they were, but I don't feel like they gave up what they were either. Um, the other bands I would say is I've always been infatuated with social distortion, uh, especially during the early years when they did, you know, another state of mind. Um, I know everyone would say Ramones and Clash and I wouldn't disagree with them. I think that Ramones and Clash offer a lot, uh, to the punk rock community that would have been really interesting to be around i was i was obviously not born um but that would have been really interesting to be around and see i i would agree i i'm I'm not a huge punk fan but i i i don't want to word this um i'm gonna sound like i'm talking about like um johnny cash now but um (laughs) johnny cash would be another great one that i that i would have wanted to have seen I, i do like johnny cash but um, what I was going to say is like there, there are bands that, that I understand what they brought to the table and how they're, what they what they did help form what turned into today's rock and metal and, and punk. But they really they really weren't for me. Right. Uh, like the Beatles. You know, 100% um, understand and am and, um, I can't think of the word I want to use. Like Res- you, I respect them, right? But they're not something that that I would sit down and say I'm going to listen to the Beatles right now. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I'm I am a Beatles fan, but I, I I'm kind of like a all around music fan. Like I I can put on. I actually uh, recently bought a uh, record player from the 1920s that winds up and has a lot of. 70 is it only plays 78s and there's a lot of music in there that i've never well maybe i might have heard maybe on looney tunes you know watching <laughs> bugs bunny and stuff when i was a kid but the the 
just listening to them actually on a vinyl on a real record player from 1920s is is totally a different experience than putting on you know Led Zeppelin or a Beatles album on my regular 33 inch player, well 12 inch 33 RPM player. But uh, you know, I I try to I try to listen to some of the newer stuff that comes out nowadays too. I try to keep an open mind um, because I feel like as just a person, I like to learn and grow and not stay stagnant. I feel like there's influences all over the place that can help with that. Well, tell tell me about your song, Oh Dear Helen, and then we'll uh, take a moment and listen to it. Okay, so um, to answer that question, I'll take a little bit of a step back, just about the album that it came out on in 2012. That, that album, I wanted to do something a little bit more personable and a little bit more like a diary and talk about things that uh, I wasn't really comfortable with with talking about in like a band scenario and Oh Dear Helen was probably one of the biggest songs that I wanted to do from the get-go of writing that album. And, um, so that song is about something that happened in, in 90, in 1998. I, uh, have a birthday that's really close to 4th of July. So every year people want to do 4th of July and my birthday at the same time. And so, um, a firework misfired and it blew, uh, this girl's face off that was standing next oh. to me. And, uh, it was, uh, it was my 13th birthday and it was pretty horrific. And, uh, to put, to put, uh, more pain onto it, I was born into thinking that she was my aunt my entire life because, her mom adopted my mom and, you know, you're born and you're told this is your grandma and this is your aunt. And you just kind of go along with it until something like this happens where then they actually sued everybody on our block because it was actually a block party. So now my neighbors hated us because they were getting sued by our family, quote unquote. And then that family no longer talked to us. And those that was the family that I went to, you know, church with every Sunday and every holiday was with them and every birthday was spent with them. So then so for 13 years I did that. And then after that accident happened, um, there was a very huge gap in my life that, um, I never, no, I didn't, I didn't have that family to be able to talk to anymore. So, um, when I wrote the album and I was 27, you know, I had about 13 years, actually, ironically, 13, 14 years to, really want to do this song. Like I started playing guitar shortly after that accident, well, shortly before that accident actually happened. So there was always something kind of in me that I wanted to get out and I wanted to write about. And it was just kind of a little too personal for me to bring to the band table. So when I was able to do this solo idea um, or solo concept, that was the song that I really wanted to just get off my chest and she just, just for the record, she did survive. I've seen her since, um, at mainly at funerals, unfortunately. I've tried to reconnect with her in other ways. And I think just too much time has gone on and we both have just grown into our own lives to where it just doesn't, you can't rebuild something like that. Um, so the song kind of really tackles a lot of those things that I just talked about where it kind of has an abandon, you know, I had, I had suffered a lot of abandonment issues because of the lack of family that I felt like I lost. You know, going through such a, a tragic event of seeing something that's, um, I, I dare say, almost warlike in your own backyard. And, you know, just 
it's just a, it's a lot of it's a lot of emotional things to go through. So to write the song and to accomplish it, and actually she, she heard it. Uh, her name is Helen. Um, uh, I'm very direct when it comes to writing songs. I really don't I really don't leave too much to the imagination. If you know the story, uh, if you don't know the story, then it kind of does leave it into interpretation. But there's a lot a lot of the details of the story are there, and it's like word for word in the song. So. Okay, so we're going to take a few moments and listen to Ode to Your Helen by Dave D. And when we come back, I have a third question for him from Aaron Hart of Love Stallion. And then he'll get to ask a question of uh, Doug Carnahan from the band After the Fall, who you probably don't know. <laughs> but that's okay. That's the whole point of the question. <laughs> I don't know, but I want to listen to him right after this interview now. I, I w- I'll send you a um, link to their uh, newest single on YouTube. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to take a moment. We'll be right back.
Hey, we're back. You just heard Oh Dear Helen by Dave D. Um, Dave, the, the last question is from Aaron Hart, and he's going to ask it right now. So I think uh, this is something I ask myself a lot, and I ask a lot of artists, especially frustrated artists. Um, what is, and this may sound cliche, but what does success mean to you? Because I think the conversation has really changed lately with musicians about what is that success because a record deal isn't what it was. And there's, of course, a, a spectrum of what that actually means. Um, or the money or the fame, these super abstract concepts. So curious what, what success means to you. So to me, I'd say that success... Uh, starts with being able to continue doing this after 20 plus years of playing guitar and having hopes and dreams of, I mean, I, I first cassette I ever owned was Robert Plant now in Zen. And I turned my couch into a stage and would pretend I was either playing guitar or singing along. And so, you know, me doing that as a five-year-old and now being 33 and still being able to play guitar, still going out and singing, connecting with people and having fun doing it. I'd say that I'm successful already because that's what I do and that's what I enjoy. I'd say the next step of success would be the next 20 years. You know, if I'm 53 years old and I'm still doing this, I'd say I'm still successful. That, that sounds like a, a good outlook on the whole situation. Um, so what I need from you now is that question for Doug um, before you hear the song. <laughs> And then maybe after you hear the song, you might be like, oh, I should have asked them this. And if that's the case, I'll put you in touch with them. <laughs> uh, what keeps you going when all else fails? When the people that you need let you down and the people that are as closest aren't there, what keeps you going and motivated to just keep making music? You know, what, what keeps the drive going? See, now the other point of that question is now you have to listen to the next episode to hear his answer to your question. Well, I mean, you're building a scene. That, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, Dave, I want to thank you for being on episode number eight. It was my pleasure. And uh, for those of you that have missed the first seven episodes, just go to pod podcastyourscene.com, click on three questions in a song, and they will all be listed there for you to listen to.